0: Hello, hello, I'm Ria Bia, I'm Ranella,
1: and I'm Dandata. and, and this, this is I Survive 2020. 2020,
0: a podcast and lifestyle brand dedicated to shining a light on stories of opportunity born out of adversity.
1: Recorded live at my pod studio in Pasadena, California. Keep us locked.
0: Okay. Welcome back to another episode of I Survive 2020 podcast. I'm your host, Ria Bia, here with my lovely husband, Marcus Johnson. What's up?
1: Hey, I'm just happy to be here. You know, another episode. Um, we got a wonderful guest today. Uh, but I do want to start off by saying uh, rest in peace to to Black Rob, another hip-hop legend that we lost. Um, and uh, wow. Yeah. Just, like, shocked.
0: Yeah, completely shocked with that. And, it, you know, as the news pours in, you know, we, we just lost DMX a couple of weeks ago, and now Black Rob, it's just... I hate to see it. I hate to hear it every time it happens. Yeah,
1: another um, you know hip hop legend that that dealt with a lot of adversity, yeah. you know, in his career and in, in his personal life, and uh, you know, to see to see back to back you know losses in hip hop, it's a uh, real tragedy. So rest in peace to uh, Black Rob.
0: On another note, you know, the world is starting to open up. Yes, it is. We yes, are nearing is. herd immunity. NBA games are coming back with actual fans. Yes. Like we had a Laker Clipper game and that yes. was the first, I'm sorry, not Laker Clipper Lakers and Celtics actually played each other. I mean, and we,
1: t- we that took, the, the we took the L, out. but I mean, <laughs> Staples Center is open. I think they had about 2,000 uh, 2, fans. About 2,000 fans yeah, there. So, so uh, it, it looks like the light at the end of the tunnel was starting to show.
0: Absolutely. And you know, one of the things like throughout this whole pandemic, while people have been at home and social distancing, one of the main things that I hear people talk about is how they've been able to like binge watch shows yep. and, and catch up on shows they've been wanting to watch that have been on their playlist and on their watch list, like one of the shows that just keeps coming up everywhere in i go every it doesn't conversation. matter if i'm at the hair salon i went to a birthday dinner the other day and literally the whole birthday dinner everybody was talking about snowfall, snowfall. on fx so yeah,
1: it's like the hottest show um yeah in years and years absolutely especially with, with 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 folks that look like us uh-huh um this show is is huge and um uh, we have a guest here today. You, you want to introduce
0: him? Yeah, her? absolutely. Our guest, so excited to have him here is none other than actor, producer, director, Eamon Joseph.
1: Yes, sir. Yay. Eamon Joseph in the building.
2: What's good.
1: AKA.
0: Uncle Jamal? <laughs> thanks,
2: thanks for that brilliant. <laughs> thanks for that brilliant introduction. Of I course. like that.
0: <laughs> of course, we're so happy to have you here, and yes. excited to talk about what you have going on. As well as obviously, people want to know what's going on with the show. But how are you doing? What's been going on with you lately?
2: I'm great. I'm great. I'm I'm just taking in all of the the, the amazing feedback from the show. Um, that is every Wednesday, 10 p.m. We got our, our season finale coming up. Might Ooh. as well get that plug in. Yeah, now. absolutely. Yes. But um, but it's been it's been a great season. And um, and me and my castmates, we're enjoying the ride. That's
1: right,
0: as you should. Now let's go back. Let's talk about Amen Joseph's early beginnings. Now you're from Harlem, correct?
2: That's right, Harlem. I mean, world. I, mean
1: I mean, obviously we see the <laughs> we see where he's uh, transmitting live from. Exactly <laughs> from the block.
2: <laughs> exactly. We 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 on the stoop right now. Right now, yeah, Harlem World, Harlem World, the building. Harlem you need was always... Yo, you need something from the store? <laughs>
0: from the bodega. <laughs> is that what they call it? Look look at it.
2: <laughs> yo, keep, keep, keep your change, shorty. Keep your change, shorty.
0: Harlem was always known as like the place for black art and black literature, you know? So growing up there, how did growing up in Harlem inspire who you are today?
2: I mean, Harlem is like a symphony of sound and culture and music and, and and attitude and it's our culture is black culture on display for the for the entire world. Um, we call Harlem that Mecca, you know, um, everything from the Apollo Theater to, to uh, you know, Sugar Hill. That's right. It's just it's, it's it's what's funny about Harlem is that it's eclectic. It has a lot of influence from a lot of different cultures. But it's unapologetically black culture too, and yep. it just it represents that Milton pot. That's America. That's right.
0: Absolutely. So, how did you get into acting? Did you catch the acting bug like as a as a youngster in Harlem growing up, and just you know, being inspired yeah. by anybody? Where did you I, mean,
2: I, I started. From? I started off at the Apollo Theater, you know, in the National Black Theater, Harlem. Legendary. Um,
1: legendary theater.
2: Um, I, I've gone to I've gone to so many I got so many deep roots in, in Harlem. I was originally born in Queens, so I'm a city I'm a city boy all the way. Mm-hmm. But Harlem is where I kind of found the craft of acting, and you know I grew up um, in the Apollo Theater, so I was able to see. I mean that's like the epicenter of, of, of black art around the world, right? Um, and so I was able to see so many performers, um, you know, get their start there or come through there while they were on their me- meteoric rise. So it's a lot of legacy, you Absolutely. know, I, I, and I, you know, I ran the streets of Harlem, 125th street, you know, I'm from St. Nick projects one, in and Lenox. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's so nostalgic to me. I love going back. It's still a community where we support our own. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just very influential in, in my, um, as, as far as what makes me
0: now you have a lot of credits like before this interview I was I was doing a little google search and I'm like he has been consistently working since you were pretty young correct
1: he's been booked and busy yeah
0: like he's literally I'm busy, like his real. resume is like
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I mean I, I like to stay busy um, especially when I was younger you know just just putting in a lot of reps I believe that you're you're supposed to work. Um, if you're not working, you should be training, you that's know? Right. So it, when I want to put that training into use, it's working, right? So I, so to me, it's about getting a lot of reps. So that means, you know, as far as, as, far as films or, or projects, I, I've kissed plenty of toad projects, you know, <laughs> coming up, um, but it, it's reps and it gets you prepared for whatever is placed in front of you, you know what I mean? And that's, you know, that's theater, that's film, That's whatever medium I choose to uh, perform in. But I love to stay equally busy in all of the different uh, disciplines.
0: You know what I could appreciate is I saw an episode of Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl from like 10 years ago where you were on there killing this donut. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And I, I... for me i was just like this is so dope because isa ray is obviously in that show and then you were in there and i'm like fast forward to now and seeing where they're both at it's just such it's such an inspiration and like you said you just kept working and working and working and building your resume and now you're like on the hottest show on tv
2: yeah big shout out to Issa ray i mean we see what oh, she's definitely. doing she's a she's i mean we always you oh i think we overuse the the uh the term brand. But she 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 epitomizes a, a brand and and she's a down to earth sister that, yeah, that gave me a shot to to work on her show way back when they were doing Awkward Black Girl. And um, it's just amazing to see where she's at right now. It's
1: Most dope. definitely. Most definitely Speaking of way back, um, Amen. I remember I think it was 2015 you were working on you had just finished the Dope uh, movie project. Um, and I ran into you out in Cairns. Do you remember that?
2: Yeah, the I film remember festival.
1: that. Yeah, yeah. So, um, fade, faded night
2: out on the strip. Um, uh, <laughs> what, what's the strip called again? The uh, Coquette? What is it? What is the strip it's, called? I forgot.
1: remember. That was my first time in, in, in Cairns, uh France. Yeah,
2: the, that that strip. starts with a C. I can't. I'm going to get it before, the, it was before so, this is over.
1: It was so much going but, on. But yeah,
2: we were out there yeah. and... Who was out there? I know it was Red and Chris. It was a lot of yeah, people. Chris out Brown was out that there. That particular can. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Quincy. Quincy was out. Quincy. There. Yeah. Quincy
2: yeah. was in the movie. Yeah.
1: How was that experience? But, uh, I know uh, Pharrell executive produced that that film. Yeah.
2: Pharrell was out. Yeah. Pharrell yeah. was out there. It was a. It was a good time. It was a really fun time with that with that particular that um, film, Dope, which I actually think is an underrated film. It's Very underrated. I feel like Dope is a really a classic. Oh yeah,
0: film. that was a great yeah. film.
1: Based in uh, based in L A. Um, it's it's definitely overrated, but to me, it's one of those um, sleepers. You know, um, but it's it's a classic sleeper. You know, if you know about yeah. it, you know about it, right. and you watch it, you still right. watch it to this. Day.
2: Even if you lo- even if you look at uh, Dope, um, the premise of it, you know, with the whole. Um, changing the, the the dope into Bitcoin. Like, there's a lot of game in, in dope, honestly.
1: Yeah, we got to get people, people to go back. People wasn't up
2: on cryptocurrency at the time. So,
1: we got to get people to go back and watch that movie. Yeah. yeah. You know, it was, was like really before its time. It it
2: before, before you its were. time.
0: Now, fast forward, you're on this show, Snowfall, which is the brainchild of the late, great John Singleton. How did you go about getting this role? Was this something that your agent was like, "Yo, there's this role that that we want you to audition for," or was it a conversation that you had with John? How did how did you get this role as Jerome on Snowfall?
2: Actually, I, I had auditioned for Snowfall um, the previous time that it was um, that it went out. So this is the second um, iteration of, of of Snowfall. The first time. It was um actually D-Ray Davis that plays Peaches, um played Jerome, mm-hmm. wow. Lauren Lutton played um Louis, Aunt Louie, and Jill Scott played Sissy Saint. Ah. So you can tell that there was a lot of differences. Um Damson Idris played it in that first iteration as well. But um they they wanted to retool the pilot over at FX. And when they did that, I came in to audition for it again and then you know it's the current the current cast that you see now and the current producers that came about with that second that second pass of the pilot
0: got you so how was it for you obviously you grew up like in the 80s and 90s when john singleton was like putting out hits like he you know he really shined a light on the black community. He was the director responsible for doing a lot of that. So when you finally get this role and you're working alongside John Singleton, was that kind of like a moment, a surreal moment for you where you were like, what is happening right
2: now? (laughs) Most definitely. I mean, anytime that you, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's what you're preparing for in in a career is to work with the people of your time, to be, you know, to, to make sure that you're working with your peers in the most optimal situations, mm-hmm. so that it can get the best out of your own creativity. So, working with uh, John was was a godsend at the time, and I really appreciate you know the the four years that we had being able to collaborate together, um, be able to you know to to represent his community with the story that he wanted to tell. Absolutely, and him choosing someone like me, um, and you know putting that responsibility on on my back to to be able to express the humanity that he wanted to show in his community mm-hmm. um yeah I'll, I'll ever be uh grateful for what he for the codes and the in the and the roadmap that he left and that you know i know that he's he's still with us and i mean he told us john actually told us how popular this show was gonna be oh, wow. Wow. And, wow. yeah and in the fir- in the beginning you know because like actors sometimes we're like children we want things you know instant gratification but he said you know it's going like they're going to catch up to the show Mm -hmm. and this show is going to be an amazing you know a huge hit and i still don't think that the show is where it's going to be from what he said you know um he he really said that this thing was going to be huge and um but yeah, but he had a circle of truth about telling a, a certain type of story. Absolutely. So um, so yeah, it was it was it's great working with filmmakers like that. We have so many filmmakers that have yet to to you know to put their imprint on you know on their filmography, and I I just can't wait to work with so many emerging and already established filmmakers. You know,
1: most definitely. Um, so. For me, I grew up in the Bay Area. I grew up in Oakland, California, um, in an era where drugs and crime. I mean, Oakland is a beautiful city. Um, there's a lot of history. Black Panthers. Um, so much beautiful, so many beautiful things about Oakland. And when I look at Harlem, um, it's a city filled with a lot of his, rich history and culture and music and mm-hmm. art and fashion. Um, but there, there was an era where Harlem, just like most uh, inner cities got hit hard with, you know, the crack cocaine in the drug era. Um, mm. Growing up in that era and in in that city, how did it help you prepare for this current role as Jerome Saint?
2: Well, I often say that you know, growing up, you don't really, you you really can't put in context your 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 environment when you're that young. So I didn't really understand what a crack vial was um mm-hmm. a crackhead was just something that you called somebody right um to to talk about them disparagingly you know um you didn't i didn't really make the connection of like oh that person is on this drug and it, not at that time right. but as you get older you realize um you realize that some of the fathers not in the home some of my friends that you know had to grow up in foster care mm-hmm. because their mothers would relapse. Um, and then all the functioning drug addicts that were in, in my neighborhood in in my community, Mm -hmm. you start realizing, Oh, this is the, this is what that, that, that small drug does. And, and luckily for me, I wasn't, um, influenced to, to try, uh, that drug, Mm -hmm. but it was all, it was all around me. It was all around my community. So, you know, what, what are we talking about now, 20, 20 some years later, to be able to to tell a story that is impactful to my community mm-hmm. um, that shows these people that lived in those times, not just as, as a caricature, but bring humanity, mm-hmm. bring mm-hmm. life, spirit, bring a jewel, a jovial love of life, bring all of the complexities of, of the ego and, and wanting to be rich and um, and wanting to be successful, wanting to be one of the haves and rather than the have-nots, um, to be able to tell that, you know, a, a complete story also from, you know, beginning to end, like we will be able to tell with Snowfall, mm-hmm. um, is really important to me, you know, because it, it did affect my my personal life. It affected my family. Right affect my community, you know, we're still, we're still, um, we're still dealing with their, their grandmothers True. right now Yeah, that, yeah. you know, that lost a great majority of their life because of this, um, epidemic and, um, we're still dealing with the residual of it. So I in, that part of it means the most to me, honestly, to, uh, to realize that there was something that happened and for all the geopolitical thing that with, you know, with our government, with the CIA, uh, for all of the things that we, you know, that, that we had dealers that, that came into communities. And although they were very generous, mm-hmm. they, they, there was also a soul being pulled out of the community. Mm-hmm. There's just the people. Yeah. There's just the community themselves. There's just the children that grew up in that time. People like me as a shorty at that time that i uh, I feel needs to know the the complete story of what was going on, and um and perhaps we can love ourselves and forgive ourselves Ooh. wake uh, em
1: up <laughs>
2: that's, that's deep that's no, deep.
0: no that's that's true it's almost like a um a full circle moment like your experiences, what you observe growing up and then where you're at now and the role you're playing and you know, it's it is a full circle moment where you can come back and, and
2: in. Yeah, the I light mean that's that's things. what you you know when you sign up, you know, for a lifetime of of putting your your time, your in iner- your energy into a craft is for these types of roles. Mm-hmm. You know, I can play a, a gamut of different roles. I already have, and I'll I'll continue to in the future, but these hold a. Um, these the these hold a special place in my heart because I know the community which I that I come from was you know experienced this, mm-hmm. and like I said, there's a lot of PTSD. So if I can if I can be a, a, a conduit, if I can be that vessel that brings some um, some clarity, um, brings some empathy yep. to the people that experience this. It means a lot. That's that's what you know. That's the greatest. You know, forget the trophies, forget all of that. That's the greatest feeling as an artist. Mm-hmm. And I shared that with um, with John. John, that's who, that's who John is. John is about taking the humanity from his community and putting it on the largest screens. Mm-hmm. The you know in the theater on the on the small screen and putting a close up on, on our humanity, um, like no one ever else had. So, um,
1: he's done it time and time again with so many classic, uh, movies and now TV shows. So,
0: yeah. Do you feel after the passing of John Singleton, do you feel some level of responsibility to carry on that legacy and just like carry the torch pretty much? And and like you said, you want to take on roles that are meaningful to you, um, I feel like a lot of times when people are coming up in the game, they just take everything that's thrown at them. Are you at a point in your career where it's like, you're only going to take on roles that are meaningful to you?
2: Um, I think, see, I've had an opportunity to do both. I've had an opportunity to do a lot of roles that weren't meaningful to me, um, just to suffice as an actor and, and keep a roof over my head. Right. Yeah as I was, you know, sharpening my my skills. I think, um, I think that there are certain a- actors that from the jump, they know that this is the type of, um, these are the type of roles that they want to play. And they're very frequency specific on that. I don't think that's the circle of truth that every entertainer or actor has. I feel like you may find that at some point in your career, where I'm at right now in my career is a place where I'm a bit more intentional with mm-hmm. what i do but a lot of that is not just because i want each film to mean something or each role to mean something personally to me it's not that much It's that i've i've done a lot of i've done a lot of work
1: right. you
2: know so once you've done a for me once i've d- i've done so much um it's kind of like you know as even for a character like, um, and when I say character, I use that loosely because these aren't, these are a little closer to me than characters, but even for this portrayal of of Jerome Saint, I would have to think where would I be able to top it with the type of writing, with the type of producers, the type of studio that I've had behind me with this particular portrayal, where would I top that? Therefore, it may be a, you know, a closed book on this type of character, this particular type of character, you know?
0: got you got you so snowfall you know at one point freeway ricky ross came out and said that he had a conversation with john singleton and they were talking about working on some projects together and then john kind of disappeared and then snowfall came out not too far after that to your knowledge Is snow, does snowfall have anything to do is it a depiction of of the life of freeway Rick Ross or is it something completely separate?
2: Um, I mean freeway is one of the biggest dealers in in Southern California yeah California period right so um, of course when you tell a story like this and also the implications with the CIA um, there's definitely a lot of uh, similarities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, whether you know, I, I can't really get into what what Freeway talked to to, um, to John about, right. because I wasn't privy to that. I've heard it from I've heard it from Freeway. I know Freeway. I consider Freeway a, a, a great man and a, and, a, and a friend. Mm-hmm. So, um, I would love to see Freeway be able to get his opportunity to tell his story unapologetically most definitely I think it's a story that needs to be told
0: absolutely Um,
2: I think that snowfall is a is a fictional story um so we know that this isn't that story but I think the issue is that he may have had you know certain conversations and um with with John and I don't know where you know where art and business meet often there can be, you know, a lot of uh, confusion, right. especially if there was promises made. So, of course, I'm not privy to that. Mm-hmm. What I, um, although I know, I know, Freeway ain't gonna, you know, he ain't gonna watch uh, a snowfall. <laughs>
1: <but> <laughs> I, but he I made, he made that clear
2: <laughs> that he that he supports people like me, right? And um, and and that's all that really matters to me. And and I would love to see, you know. I would love to see the big bro get an opportunity to uh, tell his story
1: definitely um so snowfall is having uh, a lot of success everybody's watching it everything is going great for the show for the actors involved um and then you guys we all lose john singleton um huge loss to the culture to to film to to the world. How did that affect you moving forward um, as your character on the show? How did, how did that affect you?
2: Uh, it was a big heartbreak, you know, um, we lost John about episode seven of season three. And um, of course, it shocked us. Yeah, um, it was tough. It was tough. You know, It was really tough. We, we, you know, we didn't miss a beat. We, we can finished out the season, you know, John was laid to rest, you know, in that season, Mm -hmm. he, you know, we, um, we were picked up for another season, you know, within those last three, um, episodes, it was just, it was just, it was really tough um it went by kind of fast it was almost a little surreal yeah um we had to watch John's family grieve for him mm. close to you know several members of his family John was so big on family he made snowfall feel like a family mm-hmm. he he brought in he hand picked he hand tapped people to work in the various different, you know, positions, but in front of and behind the camera. Um, he was just a very hands-on, enthusiastic spirit. And when you lose that, you can't replace it. Right. You can only hope that you can have a circle of truth around your head to, to sustain, maintain, and, and carry forth his marching orders. Um, trust in the blueprint that the writers and the producers that have worked along with him to tell the story, and um, and then you know compartmentalize and then show up to set as an actor and and knock it out. You know,
0: yeah. I think it's it's dope how you said that early on. John pretty much told you all how successful this show is going to be. And, you know, it was announced that it just got picked up for season five. So congratulations on that. Yes, sir. That's that's a big deal. That's huge. What other opportunities have come from this? Because I'm sure that I'm sure your phone is blowing up at this point and everybody's trying to get you to work for them.
2: (laughs) From your, from your lips to God's ears, (laughs) you know, I, I feel like, um, I feel like you know this business. You never know when it's your time. The best thing you can do as a as an artist, whether things look up or down, is is to stay ready. That's right. Um, stay prepared. Um, stay prayed up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, because we 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 don't know what tomorrow. You know, when 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 John mentioned, you know, this is going to be big. Sometimes we would be on press runs in in different cities and. You know, i will be in his hotel room, and we just talking afterward, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Yo, why? You know, like, why is the audience ain't feeling snowfall yet? What's going <laughs> on?" And he'd be like, "Just calm down, damn." <laughs>
0: He's like, "It's, it's gonna blow. It's
2: coming. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah. Like, it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna happen. I've been told y'all, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. It's gonna happen. Yeah. And and you know." I just never thought that he wouldn't be in the flesh right to see that the the fruits of that labor you know, or to see that and be able to go. I told you
1: right, right.
2: that's how he is <laughs> but but um, but he is with us, you know he is with us, he Absolutely. is with me, and um and he set us up, you know another another generation of artists. Look at it from the 80s to the 90s to the 2000s Mm -hmm. to 2000. Here we are in 2020 and still the work that he did while he was here. Right. The the intention that he had while he was here, is still manifest, you know, and it's it's still helping artists like myself and and my crew and and, and, and cast.
0: Absolutely. You know, so.
2: And also the audience that is able to uh, to see this kind of chilling tale. So, big shout out to John Singleton.
1: Big shout out to John Singleton. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace. Um, so, you guys are, you know, everything's going good. You know, this, the show is like again. It's very. Everybody's talking about it. Twenty twenty comes along. COVID comes along. Obviously shows had to pause, sets got shut down. Did that affect the production of of the show?
2: Yeah, we were in we were in episode four of uh season four when we shut down in March, mid-March, or I think maybe around March twelfth, somewhere between March twelfth and the fifteenth, we shut down. And um we didn't come back until October first. Mm. So that was uh, you know hiatus due to to the pandemic and and as we know we had the summer of you know George Floyd and so many things that um we have a lot of international actors on our cast so people had to do the right thing for their families and and go home to their respective countries and Mm -hmm. and we all had to um to deal with life which is also a part of this you know is that we are snowfall is just in some way retelling a story that happened and um, but we still have to live our lives on this, on this timeline, you know, so it was good for people in my opinion, to be able to go home to take care of the things that are most important to us. Um, And then, you know, with the right type of protocols, we were able to go back to shoot and we wrapped it up right before February. So it was really, you know, and we were one of the first, Shows to come back in Los Angeles, mm. um, and you know we we had perhaps one shutdown right before our winter break, right before Christmas, and um, but that was minor, and then when we were back we were back at it in the new year. So I'm really proud of our of our of our crew. That's tough, you know, even for the actors to come. That's something because we have to, we, you know, we, at a certain point, you got to take off all your PPE. Mm-hmm. And, um, and with this, this virus that we didn't really know, but you know, by the, by the fall, we kind of knew, we knew some things about it, right. Uh, but you know, there was no Vax out at that time. And it was a lot of, uh, precautionary testing and mm-hmm. that that's, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty stressful, a lot of anxiety to that, but our crew, you know, from the teamsters, the truckers, to, to to our catering, to you know all the staffing. All, you know, those people have to get um, to their jobs. You know, sometimes six hours, five hours before we even show up.
0: Yeah.
2: Um. And 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 we need to think about those people also when we talk about like the people that John Singleton has touched. Mm-hmm. You know, um, or or that our FX as a as a studio and network the. You know all the jobs. You know how many people can really go six months or and, and further without being right. employed. You know right. Right. without having, you know without having a steady paycheck. So for us to get back and to be able to do that right during this pandemic, and then you see the fruits of our labor with season four, I, I think you can kind of see the, the the integrity that this this particular group has. You know,
0: absolutely. Uh, you touched on something really good like I think for everybody during 2020 when everything just came to a pause like it really gave us a time to focus on like family being at home I I know for us we have a two-year-old at home who it's been such a pleasure like sitting at home with him although it's driving us crazy sometimes it hasn't
1: (laughs) been easy it hasn't been easy
0: but but you can't You wouldn't be able to get that any other time, you know? So I think for me, at least I appreciate for the past year being at home with our two year old and being able to spend that time. And I'm sure you felt the same. Shout outs to your beautiful wife, a friend of mine, Felicia. Shout out to Felicia. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we're just so, oh, (laughs) there goes a beautiful picture. (laughs) (laughs) Such a beautiful family, just like good energy, real people. Always yes. cool. Humble. Uh We're just so happy to see everything you have going on, Amen, and and that you're getting your flowers while you're still here. And I, am with John Singleton, I feel like this show has no limits. I yeah. mean, like I told you, everywhere I go, people are like, "Are you watching Snowfall? Are you watching Snowfall? Are you watching Snowfall?" <laughs> I'm like, "Dang, it's yeah. really blowing up."
1: I haven't seen a show like that have this type of impact in years. Years. So i'm super proud of you bro amen you coming a long way in this industry uh you've always been a stand up guy mm-hmm. um just super proud of you
0: yeah we appreciate thank you my bro you.
2: thank you i appreciate it listen we just getting started that's on right Snowfall, so you know for all the for all the uh, the viewers that's just now you know starting to waking up binge <laughs> and check it out on hulu Y'all just, y'all just, you know, hold on to your seats. We about to once 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 you give us the 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 uh the, the steering wheel, we we got we got this now.
0: No, and uh sure. we're gonna
2: finish this out as as um as strong as possible. Like I said, we got our big ancestor, um, John Singleton, but we got a, a phenomenal writing staff mm-hmm. and showrunner with Dave Andron and Walter Mosley. And um, each year we bring some fire sisters, Janine Daniels into yes. the room. Um, I mean, we've, we've had a great cast of of of, of black women this this season, um, women of color, mm-hmm. um, period. And I feel like we're going to continue to to tell a, a you know an entertaining and um, and also educational tale I feel like that and uh, we just we're just starting so well, um, I thank you for the flowers but you know
1: what we're, we just we're getting started we're gonna, <laughs> you know, we
2: got a lot of work to do here um, we we ain't finished yet no, no. so
0: nah, not at all not at all just excited for everything you have coming up and we'll keep it locked in on snowfall to see everything uncle Jerome is gonna do
1: and and um, <laughs> the finale is coming up and I can't wait to see the finale because yeah. I know it's gonna be crazy
2: exactly <laughs> yeah me, the finale crazy you want you, to you, you uh, give us no one's d- gonna see what's what's to come um wanna, everybody's not gonna make it okay that's all we, that's, that's uh, well, all we i will
0: hear. say this last episode your your character tapped into some raw emotion Emotions. and i yeah. was like like, this is real. Like It's intense. Nah, like, yeah. I was like, Eamon is in here tapping into some stuff right now because it, it <laughs> was just so realistic and believable, and that's something that we're not used to seeing from your character, and I was like, he got it. Yeah,
2: yeah <laughs> the, got the, it. The, the great thing about, you know, being on a, on a series like this for, um, since the inception of it, is that you get a chance to, to really evolve, mm-hmm. you know? um oftentimes when you see characters like this you very you think very stereotypical of them and um and it helps it helps like again when your numbers call that you're prepared that you're ready to uh to tap into different to a different frequency to tap into Mm -hmm. a different reality of where of how of how we feel as 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 full-fledged um spirits you know Mm -hmm. and um so you know with this character, he I can be jovial. I can be,
0: right.
2: I can be, I can be evil. I can be vindictive. I can seek revenge. You know, um, I can be soft and loving. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just a very appreciative that we have writers that see, you know, a character like mine, a, a black man is, you know, big, big, big and black <laughs> <laughs> as more than just a monolith. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
0: I will say, and you guys are hearing it from me. I think that the biggest Halloween costume of twenty twenty one will be your character, Jerome Saint. Yes, absolutely.
2: I, but I you got to get it. that's a possible that's a possibility. You got to get
1: the you got to get the Jerry you curl gotta right. You got to get the though. curl. You got to have the right curl to play Jerome Saint because you got to have a California curl. Yeah, you
0: got to have the right. <laughs> Well, thank yeah, you no so doubt. much for being thank you for, here. Thank you for joining us, my brother. <laughs> Thanks we, for having we me, really,
1: We really do appreciate you, and we wish you much success on your journey. Uh, we will definitely be there every step of the way. And anytime that you want to come back to our Survive 2020 yes. podcast, hopefully next time in person,
2: you're more than welcome.
0: <laughs> Absolutely.
2: Thank you. Yes, appreciate sir. you. Appreciate <laughs> you, my brother. All right, love.
1: Much love. Much thank you. Love. Peace.